Welcome to the Spiritual Sandbox. You're listening to Amit West. I'm a transformational healing facilitator, guide, and ceremonialist. To learn more about my offerings, please visit my website, heartpathguide.com. And you're also listening to Jill LeBeau, and I'm a spiritual psychotherapist, author, and guide for living in the magical flow. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and my services, please go to my website, which is easejoylove.com. And to find out more about us, please visit our website, spiritualsandboxpodcast.com, and check us out on Instagram. If you'd like to support us, please like and share and leave us comments. We would love to hear from you. And we are thrilled to bring the magic to uplift you, to raise your vibration through ease, joy, love, and a whole lot of laughter. Welcome, welcome to the Spiritual Sandbox. Spiritual Sandbox. We're so happy that you're here with us. So you're listening to Jill and Amit, and we both have spent some time getting ready for today's podcast episode and laughing, laughing, laughing and weaving our wisdom together. And we are so excited about this topic, our feelings and the messages they're here to deliver to us, the powerful guidance that we can receive from them. And um, I'd like just to start with uh, something that um, Amit and I have spoken about, which is that both of us have really noticed that in our work with our our clients that, you know, much of what happens when people are, um, when they start to feel um, some of the the heavier, kind of the denser feelings, uh, sadness and anger, shame, guilt, you know, the fun stuff. Um, oftentimes, <laughs> right? It's super fun. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, meat just always cracks me it up. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to teach you how it can be super fun. So there's this feeling of, well, you know, uh, we don't want to, you know, people oftentimes don't want to um, feel their feelings. And it's more of a, how can I avoid dealing with the unpleasantness of these uh, very challenging feelings? And in so doing, in choosing different ways to be in avoidance, you know, distraction and um, just, just ignoring the feelings or... We were speaking about how, in the case of anger, as an example, oftentimes um, we just shove those, shove the anger down, you know, or if there's toxic shame, we feel like, oh, God, you know, I can't talk about what's really going on because I'm not okay. I mean, so many different pressures that show up that say, you know, don't feel these feelings. And yet, 
what we want to communicate is that it's really important that we um, acknowledge and embrace the feelings that are coming up. They're coming up for a reason. They're coming up for guidance and to empower us. So I'm eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they guide us and they, they actually really offer us direction, right? Because our feelings as they arise, whether they be joy or sorrow or pain, depression, exhilaration, whatever the feelings are, they are offering us a direction, that guidance of, yes, more of this, or look here, there's something here for you to look at. There's something here through which you can liberate yourself from, you know, and um, look here. That's what our feelings are telling us, basically, right? I love that. And I love the word, <laughs> they're there to liberate us. I mean, mm -hmm. that is really, really the truth. And so beautifully stated, isn't that what we all want? Ultimately, we all want to feel liberated. We want to feel free in, in our life. And through practicing, because every day, every day that we're here, we have multiple opportunities to practice, as we've been speaking about in terms of our approach um, to the challenges in life. And so what, what we want to do is we want to practice feeling our feelings fully. And, and the more we practice that, the easier it becomes. I know uh, that uh, as, a, as a child, I was always so very popular in my family because I felt what I felt. And I really, it took me time to understand how it is that people push their feelings away and deny their feelings or, or push them down. And as a mother, when one of my sons was, I think in like second or third grade, it was kind of the time when, um, you know, the boys start saying, you know, don't, you know, uh, you know, don't have these feelings and, you know, be manly. This kind of thing happens right around second grade, third grade. And of, of course, you know, don't my, cry. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Don't cry. I was just reminded, I just got this flash of a memory of uh, my children were given the message very clearly, feel your feelings. Absolutely. And I always encourage them to feel their feelings. And so my son came home one day, um, I guess about age seven or eight, and he said to me, he said, I tried, I, you know, the boys were, you know, I don't know, making fun of him or doing something that wasn't um, particularly compassionate. And uh, he said, I, I tried to not cry or something like that. He said, he literally said, it hurt too much in my body to not mm. let my feelings out. And I just thought, Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, at such a young and tender age in his innocence, he then became this, you know, living example of uh, what happens to us when we don't honor our feelings, when we're pushing them down and the pain of it. And he wasn't used to that because, again, being around me, you know, and his dad, 
you know, we were always encouraging both of our sons, you know, whatever your feelings are, it's, it's all okay. That's beautiful. And so precious. And what deep knowing right there that he knew without question that it hurt in his body to hold his feelings back, to not allow them to move through him and to be expressed by him. These are, you know, ways in which we keep ourselves cluttered and keep ourselves dismissed and abandoned is when we don't allow our feelings to move through us fully. And, you know, it, it can be very intense. We fully understand this to, to allow the feelings to move through you, to feel those feelings. And at the same time, it's actually unbeknownst to us much more intense to not allow those feelings to move through us because it's not like they disappear when we don't allow these feelings to move through us. They don't just go away. They get placed somewhere within us, within our psyche, within our body, within our energetic field. And then it sits there and it can grow and attract more of the same Mm. and it can fester and it can, um, It's uh, honestly, in in my experience, and um, most people I know who have at least been willing to share about this, that, oh, what was I going to say? Hmm. It completely went into orbit, Jill. (laughs) That's okay. It's totally okay. I I like where you're going. And um, Mm -hmm. When you were talking about attracting more of the same, I, you know, you you really had my attention there. Um, yeah, I, I feel like what you're saying is so important because you know we'd like to think that, <laughs> you know, we're not paying a huge price for when we're not avoiding. Ex- yeah, and yet we 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 absolutely are not only the pain that's created in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, but that point in terms of that. We're going to be attracting situations, other, you know, relationships at work, our personal relationships all around us as reflections of the unprocessed feelings, the feelings that we've not accepted and allowed ourselves learn to practice feeling them fully. That's going to be coming at us in all different kinds of ways. So again, the price is huge. It's really, really expensive. Yeah. Yes. And thank you. It it just came back through listening to you that, you know, with these feelings and the price that we pay, right, as a part of it, that when they don't go away, they also don't get quiet. Mm -hmm. They actually get louder and louder and become much more challenging to avoid or deny that they're happening or to distract ourselves from feeling whatever is arising or repressing. It's only going to get more challenging 
to navigate when we avoid and um, block ourselves from feeling our feelings. And yes, you know, as you've spoken to, we've been conditioned uh, to judge our feelings, Mm -hmm. to assign meaning to us having a feeling. Oh, I'm feeling sad today. Oh, this must mean this or that. And we judge ourselves for having feelings. And that just paves more way for us to not want to engage and be in relationship with our emotional selves. And yet, it's part of our humanness, our humanity. We were given the ability and the capacity to experience the wide spectrum of emotions for a reason. They're here as vehicles for our transformation, for our evolution, for our growth, for our knowing ourselves more deeply and knowing one another more deeply as well. And they, as guides, again, right, direct us to where things are fully in alignment for us and when they are not. And, you know, especially when it comes to feelings of depression, anxiety, anger, uh, hopelessness, grief, disappointment even, and much more than even what I'm naming here, especially those feelings have something very profound to offer us in assisting us in coming into greater alignment with ourselves, with the true essence of who we are. And we're only really compartmentalizing ourselves and splitting ourselves off when we don't allow our emotional expression. Now, this doesn't mean when you're angry, go ahead and scream at the top of your lungs at someone who's pissing you off. That's not what we mean when we say, specifically, when we say allow yourself to to feel your feelings and to express them. Expression is another stage that can only happen once you've allowed yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling. And that expression could be even just expressing it to yourself. First and foremost, it's not necessarily even about expressing your feelings to other people. It's about acknowledging your feelings within yourself. It's about the willingness to meet whatever feeling is arising within you and to greet it as a dear friend, a fierce ally and and supre- supremely clear and um, a direct guide for us. Right, Jill? Loving that. A dear friend and fierce ally. Wow. <laughs> I love mm. that so much. And as a psychotherapist, I want to go back to anger for a moment, which is what I, here's what I've seen over many, many, many years of practice. Most people have been raised in households where, again, people were doing their best and 
anger was generally uh, something that was big no no well it was like if you look at the spectrum from like where anger is completely repressed on one side Mm -hmm. and on the other side it's full out rage what most people experience was something on one of one or both extremes and so it's it's been very um almost universal that when when my clients come in, it's like they, they have yet to experience, they don't even know, like, what is healthy anger? And mm-hmm. I like how we're normalizing, not just normalizing feelings, having the full expression of all the different feelings and how to be able to express those feelings in healthy ways for our own evolution and transformation and also so that by our being in a healthy relationship with our feelings, we then can relate to other people, again, where we can speak our truth, which we've been speaking about at the Spiritual Sandbox, and do it in a way where we're optimizing wellness and health and well-being and joy and love in our relationships. But uh, with anger, the healthy way to express it is, you know, frustration. You know, frustration is not suppressing anger and it's not going, you know, off the charts in in a raging kind of place. But yeah, sometimes we feel frustration. Yeah, that's part of our humanity. Branching off a little bit in terms of like, you know, with the Chinese elements and feng shui, you know, we came here as creators. That's why we are here. And the wood element as one of the five elements of feng shui peaking in springtime. I mean, it's all about what is your vision? What do you want to create? Each element has its own sound. And the sound of the wood element, guess what? (laughs) It's anger. And when we think about the connection between anger and transformation, even if we look at it just from an individual, you know, our own individual journeys thus far, I know for myself, Early on in life, there was this awareness of what I absolutely was not going to bring forward in my life and into my future family. I was going to bring forward all that was good and then draw a line in the sand and not bring anything else best I could, being conscious of not bringing anything else forward that was not of a loving nature. And because I had such anger, I was so angry like why what is this dysfunction that i'm that i'm being raised in i was so angry and that when we learn you think about the power of anger when we learn mm-hmm. how to focus it and channel it you know it's it's obviously it's a very high energy right there's a lot of like ah, you know in anger it's fiery fiery <laughs> and when mm-hmm. we learn how to channel it in a productive healthy direction, it becomes, yeah, it's like this powerful source to create something better in our lives Mm -hmm. and in the world. So there's that wonderful connection between anger, which so many people have struggled with because, because people haven't been taught. And yet it's, Mm -hmm. it's an integral part along with our other feelings of our own evolution. Mm Hmm. Yeah, it can be when used properly, it's a trailblazer. Oh, I love that. You know, as you were speaking, I don't know, I was just thinking about 
this was years ago. Um, I was in the car with my energy medicine teacher. I was driving. I was angry about something at this point. I don't remember what, but we were having to navigate through traffic and arrive at a workshop, you know, to set up and, and be prepared and everything. And that anger was just, it was, it was verberating through every cell in my body. And I didn't want to throw it at anyone. And I didn't want to self-implode either. <laughs> and right. Somehow I, as I was allowing this anger to, you know, I wasn't hiding it. I wasn't projecting it either. I allowed it to move through me and help me create what it was that I was needing and wanting at the time, which was to move through traffic with ease as much as possible and to get somewhere on time. And my teacher, in observing that I was in anger mode, was actually in awe. His jaw almost dropped uh, when by the time we got to where we were going. He said, my gosh, your anger... And the way you were moving through that, we moved through this Bay Area traffic like an unheard timing. Um, it, it, it really was incredible. It was like moving through a portal because that anger was just trailblazing, literally, my path for me. I love um, that. It was this energy moving all around me, but not attacking anyone around me, but just using it as a creative force, for example, right? Yes. It, and that's mm -hmm. exactly, it's like the wood element. That's exactly what it is. I mean, think about the power of trees, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's just, yes. just, that's just the thing is that in practicing feeling our full, our feelings fully, that's exactly how we learn how to receive anger and channel it as a creative force for good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and what, what happens when people deny their anger? You know, a recipe for depression is take that anger that you're feeling, that I can feel, <laughs> and mm -hmm. shove it down inside of you. Now, what are you going to do? Stifle your own fire, right? Stifle your own mm -hmm. fire. And then, you, you know, and that, that is a total recipe. For depression, anytime people come in and they talk about, I'm depressed, you know, I want to get on antidepressants, it's like, whoa, let's, you know, no judgment here, but let's first talk about when's the last time you were angry? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If anybody asked me, when's the last time I was angry? I would know. <laughs> I would have, it's not as far memory down the road <laughs> where it's like, mm -hmm. I can't even remember. Mm -hmm. I'm quick to get, I, my go-to is I will be, I will, I will feel frustrated However, I will feel it fully because I don't know any other way of being and using that as an agent of transformation. To me, that's the blessing and the guidance that uh, I receive in learning to navigate through my feelings for my own benefit and through the law of oneness. What's good for me is good for everyone. Yes. And I also would like to say, you know, I like to kind of view it sort of to give permission to any parts of the self that want to fix, that want to go into action mode 
and uh, have some sort of agenda, you know, like, oh, okay, I'll be willing to feel these feelings if it means that I get to be more enlightened or something, you know, as a form of agenda. Mm -hmm. I think that everything beautiful and magical and, and transformative that happens around and through our willingness to uh, allow our feelings to move through us is that expansion, growth, and evolution. It's a byproduct of our willingness to be more of who we are, to feel our feelings, to express ourselves, to, uh, to be with our truth, to embody it, right? These are, that's everything that happens through our willingness to be with ourselves in intimate relationship with ourselves, all of ourselves, including our emotional selves. And everything else unfolds from that place. You know what I mean? I do. And I can say in terms of personal, as you were speaking about that, I was thinking, I never had this, uh, you know, intention of, okay, you know, this is, I'm going to express my, uh, feel my feelings fully, you know, as a source of enlightenment. I like what you said about it being a byproduct, because when I look back at my life, and I look at what role has anxiety played then, and what role does it play now? And the then part, the past part, was it was so painful for me to be caught up in that swirl of anxiety. It sent me on, it fueled a trajectory wherein I was bound and determined and uh, absolutely 100% committed to find a better way to live other than, yes, anxiety is a part of life, but being at its mercy was not an option for me. It was not an option. So there was a boundary there and a fierce determination to live differently. And it really has paved the way for my learning about the truth and the truth of our soul and the power of our soul. And that these states that we contend with, because they are part of our the human aspect in us, the cluttered mind, rooted in the cluttered mind, my steady focus is always what is the gift in this wound in this case anxiety what is the gift here and um as we're speaking about it i'm just realizing how our feelings are what did you say our fierce allies i'm just feeling <laughs> this renewed deepened more expansive appreciation for my former struggles with anxiety. And, you know, these days, I, I wouldn't say that I'm struggling with it. I have a completely different, I'm in a different, I'm in a very different relationship with the moments of anxiety that show up at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty fucking mm -hmm. thrilled about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. And, and you got there right through the practice of being, you know, the yes, it was your nature, but also breaking through the conditioning of, okay, the, these are my feelings. I cannot deny them. Right. Yes. Um, but through the practice of, of allowing them and through understanding 
that the feelings that are arising are messengers, right? Are guides and, and fierce allies, right? When you think about any feeling, especially those that have been deemed undesirable, unpleasant, unwanted, you know, all of that. If you can think about even, wow, this, this sense of sadness is a fierce ally of mine. You may not want to avoid it so much because you're going to recognize that there is a gift, there is a gem, there is a diamond there. And especially the more we cultivate our practice of this, the more it becomes apparent that it's really a beautiful way to experience your humanity, to fully allow oneself to to feel everything that comes up for us and again to deepen that relationship. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that okay you can feel a little bit of depression coming on. It doesn't mean you're going to go into celebration around it. You might think that that takes a, some good level of practice there. Um but if you can feel something bubbling up inside you and instead of freezing, instead of contracting, instead of going into, oh crap, how do I avoid this shit <laughs> mode, right? Where you're locked down, you're clenched up and it's like you're saying, no, you will not enter me, but it's already inside yeah. you. It's already in motion. Yeah. And you know, when we allow it to fully express, then we, again, we're not stopping our creative flow. We are not giving ourselves the message that whatever it is that we are feeling is unacceptable. And that that means there's something wrong with us for feeling this way or that way and fueling more ways of relating to ourselves that are not rooted in love. And right. And so a way of relating to ourselves rooted in love is to accept, to allow, to meet, to hold whatever it is that's coming up. Now we can, you know, experience a lot of really intense feelings and it may be really, really challenging and really, really scary to think even, what do you mean, Jill and Amit, you're telling me to go into that feeling, that feeling that I've been trying to claw my way out of my whole life or have been avoiding touching my whole life. You want me to go in there? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I've had that look from clients before. And it's like, yes, yes, that right there. Can you tolerate feeling that? whatever it is, fully, as best you can for 10 seconds without getting into your mind and trying to find your way out. Can you allow yourself to be in it for 10 seconds? And how about 20 seconds? And how about 30 seconds? Can you increase your tolerance for feeling those feelings that you've deemed unwanted 
to then find your way to to realizing that these feelings, especially the ones we're avoiding the most, have the most to offer us in that moment for our most expansive growth. And if we can, instead of turning away from whatever is arising, actually turning towards it and taking a step towards it, maybe that's enough for now if it's too intense an emotion. But can you can you at least turn towards it? You know, these are practices. You might need baby steps for these these really deep, profound, big, juicy feelings, you know? Um, whatever perceived threat you have assigned to it, can you allow it just to be right next to it and see if it's really true? Is it really true? Will you be devoured by this feeling of sadness if you allow it to move through you? What will happen if you allow it to move through you? What will happen is that it will guide you to to the core of where that feeling is coming from. It will guide you to new perspectives. It will guide you to align with yourself, your heart, your deepest, truest self more and more. Right, Absolutely. Jill? Absolutely. It, it really is a practice. When you were speaking about, you know, will you allow yourself to feel this? Here's the thing. The young part of us, our inner child, is feeling it, is feeling it. And whatever it is, whatever this mm-hmm. discomfort is, regardless of how painful it's feeling it. And what I, I love, um, my go- one of my go-tos is really cultivating a very loving relationship with my inner child. And I mean, I have that really nurturing, loving side of me. And the more I'm turning, when, when I'm in pain, I'm like, sweetie, how are you? I'm here for you. And I treat my inner child the way I treated my children when they were young, the way I treat my grandchildren right now as very you know young people. And what I find is that it's like that little, that young version of me wants me, wants the, the conscious, loving, uh, wise woman that I am to be reassuring her and to hold, yes. to hold yes. her. You're doing nothing else but holding. Yeah. Well, I'm right? that, and there, there's that, and I'm, you know, verbalizing the way I would verbalize to my my children then and now, and my grandchildren in terms of how much I how much love I have for my younger self. And what what I find is that mm-hmm. as that relationship keeps growing and expanding, the suffering. It that was a part of my life is it's just you know it's it's like a fraction of what it was, and because it's like bringing that pain that's there, it is there, and it's like let bringing it into the light, the light of awareness. I can offer that awareness mm-hmm. to the younger part 
of me and reassure that younger part of me. I can love that part of me absolutely unconditionally. Now, I couldn't at first, but it is a practice. And what I find is that the relational pain that I sometimes feel, you know, being in relationship with another, when I'm integrating that within myself, it's lovely if somebody else shows up and they're reflecting that, but I don't need it anymore. And, and, and so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just reflecting on what a beautiful, the fierce ally of our feelings, how they're always leading us to more, to being more expansive. You know, um, one of my favorite Eckhart Tolle quotes is something on the order of life always brings us the circumstances that are there for our evolution. Um, How do we know that that's true? Mm -hmm. Because those are (laughs) the circumstances. And the arising of the energy, the waves of energy that we call feelings, that's a set of circumstances there to awaken us to our own divinity, to our greatness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Beautifully put. And, um, you know, I think what I would like to also speak to, and we talked about this a little bit, you and I, Jill, before we started podcasting, was thinking about the spectrum of feelings. And it makes sense. We understand it that we, and it seems pretty obvious, right, that we would attempt or want to avoid unpleasant feelings, Mm -hmm. right? But when it comes to even feeling joy, right, we may not be fully allowing the joy to move through us. We're probably allowing it way more than we would depression or sadness. However, I know I've experienced this many times and still, you know, practice this and friends and colleagues and clients, you know, come in saying, yes, I'm, I'm really happy about this and this. It's going on in my life. That's going great. And I can, you know, we can still feel that sense of constriction at not even allowing our joy fully to move through us because often, and I'm not saying all the time, but quite often we may have an unconscious fear on the coattails of that joy saying, don't, don't feel too much of this because at some point it will get taken away. It will fade. The other shoe is going to drop. And then what? You'll be back to not feeling so much joy. So, and that crash is going to hurt real bad. So I'd rather keep myself somewhere in the middle of this, you know, range of joy, just so that when that joy goes away, it's less painful. And what we are doing also paying the price of not allowing ourselves to feel fully and deeply this joy as it's moving through us when it's moving through us. And we jip ourselves (laughs) from experiencing that. And I think there's also, you know, a little bit of the the fear-based thought that joy won't come back around again, or that sadness will be there forever if we touch it. And nothing is permanent. 
Um, so yes, maybe your joy won't be as full, you know, next week as it is right in this moment. But does that mean that you don't get to feel that fullness of that joy right when it's there and present? It's really such a practice. And the truth of it is when we're feeling that joy, and, you know, I was sharing with you that, you know, many years ago, I too had that experience of, uh, you know, what, what if it goes away? But now, uh, a days, what I recognize is when we're feeling joy, it's an indication that we're realigning with our true nature. The soul is, our true nature is peace and love and joy. So it's really important to, you know, welcome, welcome in the joy. It's, it's a navigation system. It's a divine navigation system. When we feel joy, it's our soul letting us know, yes, you are realigning with me, with the very soul that we are. And so uh, as we're, as we're wrapping things up for today, we really want to encourage and invite you all to recognize that feelings, the energy that's called feelings, it shows up on a daily basis. And what a beautiful way to change your relationship with your feelings and embrace new ways of practicing, feeling your feelings fully as best you can. And each time, it's like a weak muscle. Every time you do it, you feel more um, confident in, okay, I can go into the, I can go into the anxiety. I can go into the sadness or whatever it is. I know I'm going to come out. I will not be, I don't have to be at the mercy. We're not here to be at the mercy of our feelings. We are here very much Mm -hmm. as we've been speaking about to receive the gifts, the wisdom, the power that our feelings are leading us to. Because when we are struggling with our feelings, we're in a state of powerlessness. We didn't come here to Mm -hmm. feel uh, disempowered and to be miserable. So I'm just so, again, thrilled that we're speaking about how to navigate through our feelings and embrace them and recognize they are gifts that are being bestowed upon us. Let's Let's not take the gifts and, you know, shove them in in a basement somewhere. Let's let's open them and Mm -hmm. see what gifts they have for us. Yeah. And I I would like to add to, you know, I've had many clients over the years come in and state, you know, I would like to be more connected with my my inner guidance. Mm and and my guides and to that you know in this moment my question that comes up in response to that is well how in touch with your feelings are you as a guiding that's so good right (laughs) so if you'd like to feel more connected with yourself and your inner guiding system get to know your emotional realm get to know your emotional self, your feeling self, and um, get to know yourself and how you navigate through challenging emotions and 
show yourself the stuff you're made of just through the practice, you know, of, of connecting with uh, your feelings as a guiding system. And again, if there are things, if there are emotions you would like to allow, but they're too scary, they seem too big, try, start with 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Start with just that much. Just allow that feeling for 10 seconds. No fixing, no agenda, nothing but feeling the feeling itself. And then observe and witness how you feel, what's moving through you, what is your mind doing once you've done that. Right? And and we will come back to yeah. this topic. And one for last sure. thing to add that I'd like to add on me is that and and no, and remind yourself there's a nurturing illumined presence within you that as you're taking whatever it is, the 10 seconds, 20 seconds to feel what is there, there's a there's this beautiful nurturing presence within you that that's there to to want to to be nurturing you. And so uh, when we, you know, in feeling our feelings and opening ourselves up to our feelings, we, we, it needn't be something we're suffering through. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> again, it seems like this is where there's so much more to say about this topic, this theme. But again, right, the notion of suffering, oh, I will suffer if I feel, allow myself to feel that sadness. Think about how much you may suffer and will for not allowing that sadness to move yes. through you and instead allow it to hang out inside yeah. of you with nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah. That is suffering much more exactly. than feeling the feeling itself. Right. Because their yep. energy is always in flow. Yep. So these feelings are wanting to be in flow within us and brought out into the light, in the light of consciousness, the light of expansion, the light of love. So we can serve. Mm -hmm. Our feelings are serving us and we can serve them by practicing, cultivating a healthy relationship with them. Our, what did you say? Our fierce allies. I, I just love that. I think that's a beautiful way to, to think about our feelings. And um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing that all for the next week and beyond. Yep. It's fantastic. And beyond. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yes. And so with that, we say goodbye for today and go feel your feelings and um, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. So much love and gratitude. And we would like to extend a huge thank you to all of our fabulous Playmate listeners and all those who support our podcast with donations through Anchor. Please subscribe. And if you're feeling lighter, brighter, more tuned in, more tapped in, more turned on. We'd love it and be totally blissed and blessed to receive your five-star review, sharing the love far and wide. We love you so much.